Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. 2 Timothy chapter 1. So uh, today we're going to start a new series, uh, and I'm calling it Fresh Fire. Now, this is a series that um, all three of our campuses are doing separate series. So you'll have one at TKK, one at that. So if you want to listen to all three podcasts, you can go ahead and do that, whatever you want to do or whatever. But this is a series that um, uh, I feel like the Lord kind of is personally walking me through. Um, And I really felt that the Lord was um, kind of pressing in and and leaning in and saying, hey, I think this would be good for everybody to kind of get a a taste of. And so so as we kind of walk through this, I I just want you to know, um, and how it all kind of started was, is I went on vacation, right? And sometimes when I go on vacation, the Lord begins to speak because now I can hear better, it feels like sometimes. And so um, I was actually... uh, bought a book and it was like all into like, man, I'm going to read this book during vacation. It's going to be great or whatever. Well, I, I started reading the book um, and I got maybe to the first chapter and man, it just hit me like, oh, you wouldn't believe. And so um, as I'm walking through this book, I kind of felt like a Lord kind of just shared, hey, you know what? I think it would be a great thing for all of you kind of to walk through and kind of figure it out. And so, um, I, so I'm calling this fresh fire, right? Which is really kind of, you would say, a Christianese phrase. Because, you know, we kind of use it um, in the body of Christ. And sometimes you look and go, well, what the heck does that really mean? Right? Fresh fire? Like, really? Oh my gosh. You know, and there's songs about fresh fire and all that. But if you don't really know, I, let me give you the definition of it, okay? So fresh fire, fire simply means the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in your heart. It's the spiritual life that God desires for you to walk in daily. Now, when I say that, what I'm talking about is the fact that, you know what? I don't know if you've ever felt that you were dull in your walk with the Lord. That you were just kind of going through the motions. That somewhere you had lost that spark. You had lost that thing in you that was really, you are so passionate about when you came to Jesus. Because, you know, you, you got saved. You were excited. Oh, man, this is the best thing I ever did. All of those things. But then as time has progressed, that flame has reduced in our life. That flame is no longer like, you know, it's just kind of at this stage of being an ember, right? You ever seen a fire when it burns down and you just got these little embers going, but there isn't any any fire going? Well, sometimes in our Christian walk, that can happen to us. More often than what we think or we don't even recognize, really, all I'm burning in my walk with Jesus is just this small little tiny ember. Not a flame, not a thing that's kind of robust and really out there and really, man, going after the things of God. And, and there's all kinds of things that you, you can think about, you know, and I, I've even talked to people who said, you know what, I think I've just even lost it. 
I don't even think there is a flame anymore. I think it's like just totally burned down and I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't, I don't I have no idea. And so I kind of want to walk us through the, the, this, this idea that in our life, the Lord wants to give us fresh fire, right? And we'll, we'll get to the scripture, our, our theme verse, but wants to give us fresh fire every single day. Every day. Remember what that fresh fire is? It's that burning of the Holy Spirit in us that's driving us and, and creating this kingdom passion for the things of the Lord. Every single day he wants to do that. But the thing is, and, and, and how this is going to kind of go, is we're going to talk about that, that stirring it up. But then we're also going to talk about in order to keep the fire burning, you got to have fuel for the fire. And, and sometimes this fuel that we'll talk about, we don't look at it like fuel. We just look at it like something that's just there. You don't look very serious right now. You're still like loving me, right? Okay, I just, I just want to happen. Make sure. But see, we get, we get all these things in our life going. We get busy, right? We get, um, you know, striving for what we feel like we need to do and all those things. We, we just get preoccupied with stuff. We, we kind of um, have, have allowed like disappointments of life sometimes to kind of quench some of that, that fire, those things. We have wrong habits. We have distractions in our life. But see, what we want to get back to is we want to get back to that the part in your journey where you actually burned with fire for the things of God. Like it was like, man, I, I am just all oh, right there. And so we have to understand for us to be effective spiritually and really be fulfilled in our life, it's going to be essential that we are determined Okay, notice the word we are determined, are the words, to stay burning with this fire, with this spiritual fire, with this supernatural power of the Spirit. And so, as we kind of navigate this first part, I'm, I'm going to pray that hopefully you'll, you'll hopefully this will be challenging where the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you and begins to, to talk to you about do I even have fire? Is it just an ember? Or, man, do I need, I, do I need to do something to keep, keep this fire up, to keep it burning? And then we'll talk about the very first fuel for the fire today. And so the title of my message is Stir It Up. Okay? Stir It Up. And for some reason, I keep getting a rock song in my head, but it has nothing to do with stir it up. But it just says like, stir it up, stir it up. Anyways, okay, so let me pray and calm it back down. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for helping us understand God's word this morning. Help us to understand what it means to stir it up inside of us. Help us to understand the importance of this very first fuel. And help us to be able to continue to, to hear and know exactly where we're at so that we can grow in our journey with you. Amen. All right. So in 2 Timothy chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, we see the Apostle Paul. He's writing to Timothy, Pastor Timothy, and he, who is pastoring the church at Ephesus. Okay. And, and at this time, the church was going through a really tough time. 
He was going through some things. He was being persecuted very intensely by the Roman Empire. And many of those in the church began to defect from their faith. The, the intensity was too much. It was too much pressure, too many things going on, too much persecution. And so they began to defect from their faith. Some began leaving the church. Some began following other doctrines uh, from other people. And so Timothy here, it, it became discouraged and rejected. And it affected him so deeply that it began to put a damper on his own personal spiritual fire. His own spiritual life began to put a damper on it because he was being affected by what was going on on the outside. Timothy was trying to do everything that he could do for the church that he was pastoring, but he kept seeing people drop off, people leaving, people doing these things, right? And so Timothy started to get this, this kind of, this, this damper on his, his fuel, his fire. And so one of the things I would ask is, haven't we all been there before? Haven't we in some way, shape or form, all been there where, man, we just get discouraged in our walk. We're thinking, man, you know, I, I, I desire so much more. I don't see this or I don't see that. Or, or we're just kind of very, you know, just kind of have this apathy towards it. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it's there. But I'm not really investing in it. I'm not really diving into it. And, but, and so I just kind of feel discouraged in, in what's going on and, and, and where I'm at and where my, 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 my spiritual condition is. Right? But, we, but we don't understand that sometimes all of that that we hold on to really causes that to dampen or to distinguish that fire inside of us. Because, you know, a lot of times we don't cast our care over onto the Lord, like the Bible says to do. Right? We try to hold on. We try to make it shift and, and no, no, we got to do it. We got to do it. Yes, we got to be a part of it. But see, that's when we've got to go to God for wisdom and we ask in faith right? And then we believe that God's going to direct and help and give us that the understanding and the wisdom that, that we need. But see, we allow things to creep in that begin to extinguish that fire that we had, that we have for God. And, you know, I, you know, even looking at what we're coming out of the COVID thing, and now, you know, the Delta variant is here and all that stuff. A lot of people have felt isolated Felt removed from the church. Felt like, you know, hey, I, I've got anxiety. I've got all of these feelings going on. And that's deterred them in their relationship with the Lord. Because I, I'm, I, in conversations I've had with some people, the fact that they're not coming to church, and then it's, hey, so are you even watching online? Nope. Not at all. Okay. So you're telling me, you're struggling in your relationship with Jesus and you're not even trying to at least invest Sundays, right? Or even invest on a daily basis something that would help you to maintain a, a, a condition of, of, of fire. Yeah. Well, then change it, right? I do it more gracefully than that, though. But, but it's, it's that, that, that thing where, you know what, because of this, this, this thing that we've walked through, a lot of people have made a shift in their relationship with Jesus. 
They've made this shift where, you know what? Church just doesn't really matter anymore. It's just kind of a thing. And I mean, we've, we've experienced that even before COVID, but man, it seems like it's at a greater level. And so here Paul is writing and he's trying to encourage Timothy. And this is what he says. Okay, like I said, this is our theme verse for the, the series. It says this, Paul's writing to him. He says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now, the Passion Translation says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame. Okay? So, he's recognizing, hey, Timothy, you've just got embers burning right now. I know you're discouraged. I know that, man, it has seemed tough. Maybe you just don't have the same fire and the same passion that you've had. He's a pastor. He's not supposed to be that way. Well, pastors get that way sometimes. Okay? I'm witness to that. But he says, you know what? You, there's only this because you're allowing these things to, to, to swallow you to the point where it's beginning to damper the fire in your life. So he says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame and rekindle. That means awake, right? Or excite the fire of the spiritual gift God has imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. So Paul, here he is. He's encouraging Timothy to stir up the gift, the spiritual passion, the flame in his heart, and even the usage of spiritual gifts in his life. Because you know what? You don't really use your spiritual gift as you should or as much as you should when you're discouraged. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, no. When, you, when you're feeling down, when you, when you feel burned, like you just don't have it in you, you're not going to use your spiritual gift. Whatever that is. Right? If you, I mean, there's all kinds. But see, when it's down and it's at an ember or even just, man, barely, you barely can see it, you're not going to apply it. But he's saying, hey, this is what I want, Timothy. Timothy, you need to stir it up. You have to do it. And what's great is, I love this because the Holy Spirit was involved in writing this, which then means it's for all of us. So part of this is, hey, are you stirring up this passion, your passion for Jesus? Are you stirring up your relationship with the Lord? Are you stirring up the gifts that God has given you to be able to operate in the kingdom of God for other people? Are you doing it? Or are you just stuck in this, this ember, these little tiny flames and wishing, oh, I wish I could be so much better. I wish I could be a better Christian. I wish I could be better at this. I wish I could, I, you know, when God's like, hey, you know what? You got you to gotta just kind of start all the way from the beginning again and just take it a step at a time. And you'll see as you take each step and begin to, to fuel this fire that I'll take care of you. You'll get to where I got, want you to, right? Because, you know, there's times that we can see people and then, man, you're like, wow, I wish I was like them. They are so on fire for Jesus. They just, man, you know, whatever. Well, you can, The only person holding you back is you. That's the only person. So we have to be able to to recognize that. 
So let's dig a little bit deeper into what does stir up means, okay? So stir up in the Greek. Now, man, I practiced this word, so let's see if I can pull it off, okay? Ana do, wait a minute, Ana dozo por, poreo. That's a really big word, right? I probably messed it up. But anyways, it's a compound word, a compound of three words, okay? Now, the very first one means to repeat an earlier action, do it again. To repeat an earlier, that's the ana part, okay? So you are to repeat an earlier action, do it again. So whatever it is that made you on fire, feel like, man, my, the spirit was burning in me, man. I, I'm just excited about Jesus. He's saying, do it again. Repeat it. Find out what it was and do it. Then zeo uh, means to be alive. Lively or thriving and pure means on fire. So this is the way one the Greek Bible scholar, the guy who wrote the book that I've been kind of reading, he says it this way. It means Stir up means to repeat enthusiastically, not grudgingly, right? Because we can do grudgingly. How many good at grudging? Like, ah, I got to do this, right? Oh, I'm right there with you, man. Okay, so it says repeat enthusiastically whatever you have done in the past to put life back into your spiritual fire. Be fervent, fervent, wholehearted, zealous, and passionate and vigorous about it. Not grudgingly, but be like, man, I got to be about, I, I, I want to be about this. I, I, I need it so desperately in my life. So we, ha- we, we have to understand and see that stirring up the fire of God in our life is not something that just happens. See, that's how many people want to roll. That's just how I roll. I'm, I'm just waiting for God to do it. Just waiting for God to drop it into my lap. Right? That's like, you know, oh man, yeah, when it comes to memorizing scripture, well, see, what happened is I, I, I called, I named my pillow the word, and I put my head on the pillow every night, and I believe the word is being transferred into my mind. No, it's not. Right? Because we just think that God's going to drop it in there. But see, God, God doesn't do that. God's about, hey, you got to do your part, right? You got to do something. So the stirring up of the fire of God in your life is not something that just happens. You have to be very intentional. You have to put this thing right in the forefront to stir up the embers, right? Because when you got a fire, you know, you're, you're using the poker thing and it's stirring up the embers in order to get it lit, in order to maybe get it going. You put another log on the fire. Sometimes that log just doesn't go, whoo. Right? And start right away. No, you got to move around things and get a little bit of a flame going and all that. See, that's part of stirring it up. So you have to be able to be truthful with yourself, to be able to look at it and say, where am I at? Oh, I'm not burning very good. I'm not very, very like burning like um, spiritually, like I feel like I should. Yeah, I'm not saying that means you're just kind of crazy person and you're just walking around and you're praying for everybody you touch. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the fact that, you know what, there's such a, a passion and a fire inside of you that you're just like, man, I, I'm just, I, I love my life to the point where I'm just talking to people and I'm just loving people and I'm just letting God work through me and, and do all of those things. 
But see, we have to be intentional about it. We have to flame, we have to fan the flame of our spiritual life. It's not just going to happen. We have to fan the flame. See, and that's when fresh fire comes. When we are constantly, diligently fanning the flame. That fresh fire comes to us. And so here Paul notices that Timothy's fire was going out because of all these issues and everything that was affecting him him spiritually. And so he says, hey, you know what? You got to fan the flame. And not just do it whenever you think about it. Be intentional. Take quick action. That's what he's trying to tell him. Not like, hey, Timothy, so I've noticed that your kind of spiritual passion, your spiritual desire is kind of failing, wailing, just kind of dead. So when you get around to it, buddy, would you pick it up? Would you, would you begin to do something? No, he's not telling him that. He's trying to get him to say, hey, right now, be intentional. Take action to it right now. And he's saying, whatever you did before, whatever it was that you were, you were investing into your life, whatever it is you were doing in order to keep that spiritual flame burning and, and burning and burning and burning, you know, kind of like the Olympic uh, cauldron or whatever, right? That burns throughout the whole Olympic Games. Doesn't die down. That's the intention for us to burn with a passion and a spiritual desire to, to serve Jesus with all of our heart, but not to let it just kind of give out, right? We all know this. We get, we've been camping. We put logs on the fire, and we, we, we get it going, and it's blazing. But see, you know what? At some point, those, those logs begin to dissipate, right? The fire no longer there. So we have to be intentional to re-put more logs, more fuel on it, don't we? I mean, that's very practical, it's the same thing with our spiritual life. It's the same exact thing. When we start to feel that our, our, our fire, this passion inside of us begins to dwindle, then look to see what are you doing to fuel the fire? Because it ain't Jesus' fault. And ain't's not a word I know, but my wife's not here, right? <laughs> so, so I won't get corrected when we go home. But it's not his fault. It, it, it's up to us, right? He wants to be involved and engaged, but sometimes his hands are tied until me and you get up and say, okay, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to be in the process of doing something about it. And so we have to keep adding, right? We got to keep this, the fuel of the fire continuing to go. So, what, 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 um, I'm sorry, my mind went blank for a minute, but it's something we have to do every single day with a sense of urgency and a sense of, 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 of importance. And you know what? And when you begin to do that, then your fire begins to burn brightly, right? Begins to burn even greater for those who are around you. That's part of the reason because we're not supposed to hold on to our Christianity like it's our little gift and we don't have to share it. We, we're not going to share it. No, we're supposed to actually be on fire to the point where we're actually sharing our Christianity. We're actually sharing our love for the Lord to others. 
right? The Bible says, how will they know unless it is preached to them? Something like that. So if we're burned out and our embers are burning really, really low, there ain't much fire coming from you, right? In order, because you know this, fire, once it, it, it gets onto something, will start, right? And so it's almost like, you know, we've got to be ones who are lighting other people's lives. But see, when, when we're down to an ember, we're barely, barely burning, that is not happening. That, that is not something that, that, that tra- transpires. And so we've got to be able to do that. But then, like I said before, we got to know what are the fuels. There are certain, there, there's a lot of them, but well, I only have four weeks, so I'm going to cover four of them. Right? We'll get one today, and then we've got three others. But what are some of the fuel that we need to start this fire, to, 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 to grow the fire? But let me give you a scripture first, because the Apostle Paul shared this with the church at Thessalonians, whatever. You, you get the drift, okay? That, it's just vital for us to know. All right. Thessalonians, so it's Thessalonike, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad my, my family's not here. All right, here it is. First Thessalonians, wow, this is really weird. 519, it says this, do not quench the spirit, okay? Do not quench the spirit. So with what Paul just said, the Holy Spirit can be quenched in your life. The Holy Spirit plays a major part in this fire thing. But Paul, I just wanted to get across that the fact that, you know what, you can quench the Spirit. How do you quench the Spirit? How does one do that? Well, it gets quenched when you keep ignoring the Holy Spirit's voice long enough. When you just keep ignoring it. I mean, he's trying to speak to you. He's trying to direct you. He's trying to help, but see, what happens is, is when we just keep ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it, it begins to dry up, and it begins to, 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 to cause us to be spiritually hardened, quenching the fire. And so we have to understand that, you know what? Well, let me, let me tell you this too. It, so going back to our fire illustration, campfire illustration, it's like someone just pouring water on the campfire every time that we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, will there be times where you'll make a mistake or you didn't hear him and you went that way or you thought you heard him? Yes. But see, I don't believe that, that, that that's count against you. Okay? I believe at least you're trying. And God recognizes that. But see, it's when we just cut them off and say, no, I'm not listening to you. I'm not doing that. Forget it. That's when I think you start to all of a sudden start pouring the water on the fire. The bucket of water. What happens when you pour water on the fire? Begins to put it out. Begins to, you know, start smoldering and all that stuff. And you might have a little bit of flames, but then next time comes around and what do you do? Ah, now listen gets doused again. And so we've got to understand that, you know what? We got to be in a place of listening to the Holy Spirit. See, even now, as I'm speaking, 
I, I believe the Holy Spirit's speaking to each one of us. He's speaking to me as I speak sometimes, like he's directing it at me. Like, pay attention of what you're saying because it's for you. Maybe not for them, but I believe it's for you too. But see, we've got to be in that place where we're actually listening and paying attention, right? And we're not like choosing to douse the fire within us. And so we have to adopt this attitude that we are going to to start fueling our fire, right? Consistently stoking the fire that's within us. And some of you might have a fire that's burning really bright right now. And all I would say is keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. But there's some that might be kind of struggling. And, there, and I'm, I'm just going to be open and honest with you. There are times in this position that water tends to get my fire. And that, that water is discouragement. That water is just sometimes things that I, I'm walking through and wrestling through. Because I'm human just like you. And when I'm human, just like you, there there are things like that. But see, that's why God is helping me. He's talking to me during this thing because he's like, hey, so sometimes you're really good. And sometimes, Pastor Scott, you're not really that good. Your embers, the fire within you is very, very low, almost to an ember. But sometimes you don't recognize that, Pastor Scott. And then all of a sudden, something will click. Something Finally, you'll hear me. And then all of a sudden... It'll start building back up again. But then what happens? There's still the flood of all the stuff that goes on in the world. There's still all the stuff that goes on in my life. There's all this stuff that continues to keep bombarding and keeps, you know, trying to get me to keep dousing it with water. And so I say that just because I, I, I just want you to know I'm in the mixed. When I preach these things, I'm preaching to myself, not only just to you either. I'm, I'm just trying to be a coach and encourage you and, and let you hear it so that you're like, hmm, yeah, let me try to practically put that into place and so I can grow. Well, man, I'm preaching to myself as well. And so we got to understand that, you know, we, in order for us to reignite this fire, there are times that we've got to begin to say, okay, this is where I'm at. I recognize that my fire for God, my passion for the Holy Spirit, my, my passion for the things of God, you know, I don't have this fire burning in me. We've got to be like Timothy or we've got to find a Paul that says to you, stir it up. Start taking the poker. Start doing whatever you got to do. Start putting some fuel on the fire in order to see that flame, that passion, that desire, that hunger for God begin to grow. So you're not alone in this if you're thinking, oh, well, man, I'm right there with you sometimes. I, you know, I put my pants on one leg at a time too, Right? And so it's, it's just a great reminder for all of us. And so we've got to come up now. Now we're going to talk about our very first fuel. Okay. Now, this very first fuel, you will say, man, Pastor Scott, we hear you talk about this all the time. Right? And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to say I don't because we do talk about it all the time. But it, the reason why is because it always begins here. Okay. So the very few first fuel to add to your spiritual fire is God's word. 
And, I, and I'm not going to go into the whole, you know, like, okay, so you've got to, you know, read, you know, five chapels, chapters a day. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to, um, you know, um, get your journal. You've got to do the, these things. But what, how I'm just going to present it today, because you've heard all of those things before. And I could keep preaching that until I'm blue in the face. But see, I think, too, I want to give you at least an angle about the word of God that maybe we haven't really completely and totally thought about yet, at least in our own life, when it comes to this spiritual fire, this fresh fire that we're asking the Lord to continue to fill us, when he says, okay, I'll fill you, but you got to do your thing. So the very first one is for us to recognize that God's word is divine fire. God's word is divine fire. God's word is infused with the presence of God himself. So when you say, man, God's not speaking to me. God's, I don't even know where God is. Then I challenge you, did you open up your Bible? Because he's infused. He's in the word of God. First scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. This is in the Passion Translation. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture. For it is God breathed. Do we believe that? Do we believe that God's very presence, right? His substance is in the word of God. If we believe that, then man, we should have no problem wanting to have relationship with the word of God. We should have no problem whatsoever. And, and then he says this, okay, this is even before that scripture. Um, God tells this to the prophet Jeremiah. He says this, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord? So the Bible just doesn't contain words like any other book. But it actually holds the very presence and power of God, right? The very fire of God. If we're hungry to, to, to rekindle the fire of our passion, get in the Word. That's simple. That's the very first fuel. If you have found yourself like Timothy, discouraged, just feeling like, man, you just don't got it anymore. You're wondering, how can I grow? How can I get this, this, this passion again? God, give me the passion. Give me the passion. Give me the passion. Give me the passion. Come on, just dump it on me. And he says, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. And you're like, whoa, wow, wow, that, wow, that's too hard. That's too much. But that's the very first step. That's the very first thing. And because God is in the word, then you know what? It begins to drive out darkness, discouragement, those things that have put a damper on those embers. It begins to drive it out and begins to bring warmth, begins to rekindle, begins to fire that thing back up, right? The furnace, you could say. You know, we got to put more fuel in there. But see, we have to understand, there is nothing like it. There is nothing like God's word. Again, in Jeremiah, he says this, verse 20, uh, chapter 20, verse 9. He says, his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. 
Not like shut up. Hey, shut up. You know, it's shut up in my bones, like locked in there. But he says, his word was in my heart. Man, when was the last time the word was in your heart like a burning fire? I'm preaching to myself. But I'm, I'm just saying, think about it. Man, when was it just, we'll get to this in a moment. But, but, but have you just ever felt that? Like it was just burning in you, right? Or, or man, man, you know what? God, after reading or, or, or whatever, God's just got, man, it's something there. And then you know when you're talking to someone, when you're in the marketplace or, or you're out, you know, doing whatever it is you're doing, that man, all of a sudden that word comes to you and man, it's the word to share to them because it was burning inside of you, you know? Man, I don't know, man, the Lord just downloaded something. I was just, oh, I was holding on, I don't know what to do with it. And then all of a sudden you're talking to someone and man, it's like, <gasps> right? And man, they're like, that's what I needed to hear. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That encourages me. And you're like, whoa. But see, it doesn't happen if there's no spiritual fire burning in us. If everything's just an ember, well, I don't, I think this might be God. I, I don't know. Um, well, I can't, uh, no, I'm not going to share. See, there's a difference. When there's a spiritual fire burning, the way God wants it to burn, it's just going to come out. And you're just going to be like, whoa, did I just say that? But there won't be any well, I don't know if I should. I, I'm not sure if this is right. I, I don't really know. Um, and if I say it, oh, the, uh, no. That, it'll negate that. When, the, when this passion, this fire that we're stirring up inside of us begins to just blossom. Here, let me give you, give you um, another example. Luke chapter 24. Um, I don't know if you remember when the uh, two uh, guys uh, were walking on the road to Emmaus. And they, they were walking and Jesus comes up on them and they don't even know that he's the risen Savior. They don't even know he's Jesus. But, but look, look, at, look at what it says here. Now, this is kind of all over the place in Luke 24. And so it says this. They were in the midst of a discussion about all the events of the last few days when Jesus walked up and accompanied them in their journey. So they're talking about Jesus getting killed, crucified, and then they heard that Jesus was alive, and all of these things that, that were going on and, and things that were happening and everything. And then verse 27 says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, Jesus, carefully unveiled to them the revelation of himself throughout the scripture. Verse 31. And all at once, there, I'm mean, sorry, uh, at, all at once, their eyes were opened. And they realized he was Jesus. Then suddenly in a flash, he vanished before their very eyes. Stunned, they looked at each other and said, why didn't we recognize him? Now listen to what it says. Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? Imagine that. Here Jesus is revealing his word to them. Going from Moses and, and doing this, right? He, Listen, here we have the Bible that reveals Jesus and all that he is and all who he is and everything that God wants for us. Here we have it, right? We got it right there. Now, if we're walking along with the Bible or we're walking along with Jesus, these guys said as Jesus was talking to a man, it started to burn in their hearts. There was such a passion. Oh my gosh. There was just something on that. There was just something there, right? So, 
Couldn't we walk around with this and be reading this and have something burning in our heart? Yes, absolutely 100%. Because doesn't even the Bible in John 1, 1 say that Jesus, in the, um, that, that Jesus is the word? Yeah. And so if it's burning, Jesus, it's burning. He's talking to him. Why wouldn't he do it? This is what the message says. Back and forth they talked. And then they said, didn't we feel on fire as he uh, conversed with us on the road, as he opened the scriptures to us? So Jesus, as Jesus talked, right? And he opened the scripture, the living word, the divine fire of the word. It entered into their hearts and their hearts burned. That's what the word of God will do for your life. It will. Which gets us to the second point. So, the word of God will ignite the fire in you that maybe is missing. Or you have an ember. Okay? It'll ignite because he, he's, he's both. It's the fire of God, right? It's, it's, it's just this it, I, thing. I, I'm kind of messing myself up there. But the second thing is get addicted to God, God's word. Really, that could be first, but I, I didn't put them in that order. But get addicted to God's word. Now, when we talk about addictions, usually that's a negative, right? We start thinking, well, yeah, but that's, that's kind of a bad thing, a bad connotation. We don't really want to get addicted to things, right? Because we know that, you know, addictions it, to something could be addicted to something that, that you can't live without, but it's bad for you, right? So then what happens is, is that they need it in order to survive to the point where, you know what, either that they'll get sick or they may even die because they don't have it because they're addicted to it. An addict can't live without the substance of their addiction. Just think of that, okay? An addict can't live without the substance of their addiction unless they kick it. But what if we took it from a a positive spin, right? From a positive perspective. One where we become addicted to something we can't live without. God's word. Think about that. I don't, I don't know. This probably dates me way back, but some of you might remember there was a song by a guy named Carmen. It was called Addicted to Jesus, right? And it was like, bump, 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 or whatever. It was like this kind of, you know, rap type thing or whatever. But, but think about that and being addicted to God's word. Like, I can't live without it. Like, like you, 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 your, your addiction you just got to have an addiction to God's word. Nobody is going to intervene if you have an addiction to God's word. Because that's a positive. It is. Like, okay, so Acts chapter 2. Get this, man. This is so cool. The early church had an addiction problem. Their substance was the teaching of the word of God. And, and, and the transformative power of it. Watch, watch this. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine or teachings and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers. So steadfastly means to persevere consistently, right? So it carries this idea of in intense focus or hard work. So that tells us that the believers in the early church were addicted to the teachings of God's word. 
Because they said, and they continued steadfastly. On occasion, once every Sunday, because Pastor Scott's saying something about it, right? It wasn't a casual thing to them. No, they were like, we are a dick. We need the word of God. We need to know what's going on. We didn't have a Bible. We are so blessed that we have Bibles. That we, we get to take it home with us. We get to have it in our house. We could take it to work with us. We could take it wherever we want to go. Man, back then they didn't have that. And you could say, well, that's the reason why. No, it wasn't. It's because they were allowing the Holy Spirit to burn within their hearts a desire, a passion for God's word. They were addicted to it. It even in verse 46 tells us that they gathered daily at the temple. What? Did you hear that? Gathered daily at the temple. I mean, what, what, if, what if we had the doors open? Every single day, every single night you could come and you could hear the word of God. What kind of attendance would that be when we can't even get the primary I'm not, I'm not talking about you guys, right? But I'm just saying, we can't get the primary day right to come and hear the word of God, to come and worship Jesus. These guys were like, man, I'm there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Repeat, right? But see, for us, it's like, ah, oh, I got this, I got that. I don't know if I could do this. I gotta, yeah, and I get times are different, you know, maybe for some of us, like, you know, I got kids, and they didn't have sports back then, you know, or whatever. You know, you couldn't really play, you know, I don't, I don't know, whatever it was. I don't know what games they played back then. But, you know, and so they didn't set the league up to have it happen on Tuesday and Thursday and then games on Saturday or just our everyday life of things. My favorite TV show is on Wednesday. I can't come to church on Wednesday because I got to watch my favorite TV show. Right? I mean, that's kind of silly, but you, hopefully you're understanding where my heart is and all that. Not that we have, not that it's open every day. But I'm just saying, they, they had such a passion and desire because they gathered. And when they gathered, they gathered to listen. They gathered to hear with their ears and focus on God's word and what was being taught. They weren't thinking about something else. I've been in church services before where I've been on a Sunday and I've been sitting in the chair. And man, I'm thinking about something way different than what <laughs> the person's speaking. Right? Never, never, never here. Right? This is way, way back a long time ago. Right? But, but you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you just start filtering all these things. Man, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. Oh my gosh, you know. Man, what am I having for lunch? Oh, you know, and all this and everything. But see, this gives me the indication that they were very in tune with what was being said. What was being preached. And this is the kind of passion that God wants us to have in our lives for the word. He doesn't want us walling around in shallow pools of God's word. I'm just saying, shallow pools would be, you know, just the basics. Well, I know John 3.16. And I know Proverbs. You know what I mean? That's kind of the shallow end. He wants us to go full deep end. He wants us to get into the very deep things of his word. I mean, because there's so much revelation 
in the deep things of God's word that he wants to show you. He wants to, he, he just doesn't show me or Pastor Gill or Pastor Robert or Pastor Brandon or, or other pastors. He just doesn't show it to them. He wants to show it to all of us. But see, it's whether or not we'll, we'll take a full dump, dive in and be addicted to it to the point where all of a sudden he starts to, to you know, allow it to begin to grow and, and transform our life. And so when we, when we get addicted to God's word, then you know what that does? It leads us to something, okay? It leads to the supernatural flowing in our life. That those times when you can begin to pray for things and pray for people and begin to see things happen. So that, that leads me to the third point. The word produces signs and wonders. The word produces signs and wonders. Jesus taught the word with authority and with signs and wonders. Would you not agree? Okay. So then the disciples turn around who have been walking with him and they preach the word with authority. And what happened? Signs and wonders followed. So here, here the Holy Spirit is because they're listening to him, right? They weren't quenching the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's backing up with signs and wonders. Let me read you this. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. It says, and when they went out, to, went out and preached everywhere, okay? So they're out in the marketplace. They're everywhere. Well, why, why did they go out and preach everywhere? Because there was a fire lit inside of them, Right? They were fanning the flame inside of them. The passion to, to follow after the things of God. The passion to serve the Lord. All of a sudden it was like, man, you know what? We need to get this out. So it says they went and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Who worked with them? The Lord, right? Please don't think the Lord will never work with you. He'll always work with you just like he worked with them. Bible says he's no respecter of persons, right? So he'll work with you. It says the Lord working with him and confirming the word through accompanying signs. And then it says, amen. So be it, right? So here, Jesus, the Holy Spirit is working through them, in them, and through them as they began to declare the word. But see, they couldn't declare the word with authority and power if they didn't know the word. If they weren't addicted to the word. If they didn't recognize that, you know what? God's very presence is in the word. See, none of it would have happened if they didn't recognize those things. So, and not just, you know, what, what I gave you there. I mean, all throughout the Gospels and, and in the book of Acts, it just shows us that the supernatural events coincided with the preaching of the word. So if you're at work or if you're in, in your neighborhood and you're talking to someone and you're preaching, or, and when I say preach, it's not you standing on stage and... Uh, but you, you just living your life and, and, and speaking to them about the Lord and the goodness of God and how good God is to you and all of those things. And they say, yeah, I, I don't know if God would be good to me. Oh, yes, he will. Well, you know, I got, I got this prayer request. 
Let me pray. And then you go and pray and you pray with God's word and you believe it. That one first, what you pray in, God's behind. Two, man, you just know that God backs up his word. And then, boom, right? All of a sudden, God shows up. And you know, it might not happen right at that moment. But man, believe God that somewhere down the line, two days later, a week later, a month later, you get a knock on your door and says, hey, you know that prayer you prayed for me? God showed up. Oh my gosh, this is like so cool because I thought God didn't like me, right? But see, it's because we're, we're walking in a, a spiritual fire, per se, that is being renewed daily, it's becoming fresh and fresh so that we can burn to others, right? And sometimes with that is just being able to, to pass along the, that, 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 that gift or the ability that God would answer their prayers, right? Miraculously, it has to be. But, but God has the ability to do that. But see, we've got to pray and know God's word to be true and believe that God is behind us for heaven to respond. Oftentimes we, we pray, but we don't believe any of that. But we do it just because we're supposed to. And we walk away and it's like, oh man, I hope. <laughs> right? But see, we, 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 if we've got this spiritual fire burning in us, like Paul tells Timothy, stir it up. If each one of us would stir that up to the point where all of a sudden, you know what? We're believing what we're praying. We're, 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 we're thinking, man, you know what? Yeah, God, God will show up. I don't know when, but God's going to show up. Because, you know, I'm addicted to God's word. And God's word says this. And man, I, I'm just, ah. See, that's where God is wanting us to go. And so if we do feel that kind of, you know, that, 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 that ability or where we're at right now where we're just kind of feeling dull and the embers of our spiritual life are just, just you know, going low, then we've got to stir it up, right? And then we've got to start with the first fuel of that fire. And that is God's word. We just can't get around it. You, you can't. Because after God's word, there's some more fuel that we're going to talk about. But see, if we don't start there, then the other fuel really doesn't happen as effectively. Doesn't really keep the fire burning. It's like, woo, we have a flash, you know, hot flash. Woo, right? And then all of a sudden, it goes back down. And we're like, what happened? Well, maybe it's because you got excited about what Pastor Scott had to say. And for a week, you got into God's word. And then after that, it was like, nah, too busy. And so that hot flash was just a hot flash. See, he wants us to, to keep it going, to, ma- to, main- to maintain, it, maintain it. So we just need to understand, right, that the Bible, the Bible is, is just as valid today as it was back then. Right? And if we, we would continue to take this seriously, then God will begin to rekindle whatever it is that's lost so that you are burning brightly. Charles Spurgeon once said this. He said, nobody, nobody, nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. 
You will never outgrow scripture, just so you know. And if anybody ever says, oh, yeah, I don't need to read that anymore. I've already read it five million times. Well, tell them, you can't outgrow scripture, bro. Right? You just can't. Because you know what? As you read it, and man, you testify. Where I started when I first started reading God's word to where I am now, it has widened and it has deepened in my heart and in my spirit. I look back on those days and think, man, I didn't know nothing. And now it's like, woo. But you know what? I look ahead to more widening and more deepening. So I have this understanding of what God wants for me. Right? And then being the shepherd for you as well. So I'll, I'll say this. I'll wrap it up here. Just don't try to live today based on what your past spiritual state was in your yesterdays. Don't try to live today with what your past spiritual state was. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm reliving, you know, my 1992s, right? I'm reliving that because that was when either I gave my heart to Jesus and that, man, I was on fire. And so I keep trying to draw from that. I keep trying to bring that back into my life. No. You've got to be able to say, no, I'm living today for fresh fire to come into my life and continue that, that ignition, that, that fire that can burn to other people. But you can't bank on yesterday. It's all about today. It, and it all starts with God's word and what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you to bring about this, this thing for all to see, this brightness. So here's the question. Only you can answer. How well is your spiritual fire for the things of God burning? Something to think about. Something to think. How well is your spiritual fire for the things of God burning? If it's low, if it's barely burning, then take my words into consideration today. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you about that. If it's running high and and going, then you know what? Keep going. Keep letting it burn. Keep letting it just be a blaze of fire just burning within you and touching other people. But it's something for us to to think about. And so next week, we're going to talk about another fuel, another log to the fire, I guess you could say, to help us to keep that fire burning with it. So I hope you've been Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.